0: Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week, we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started.
1: What is up, everybody? Episode 72. It's Ryan, it's Tyler. We are back for another
0: one what's going on man not much just hanging out back to the remote recording again yeah been a while since uh
1: since this has been been the case i think i mean we we're no i guess not it, was no, it hasn't. but I, I don't think we've ever cleanly done a Leechburg cheswick production like we're doing today no uh, that is other true than the, other than the closet attempt the one time yeah uh, where i called true. in called in like a uh 1990s sports talk show yeah um, that that's but we're back hopefully uh hopefully everybody jumped on last week our, our uh back to school kind of plan that we rolled out for everybody i uh, appreciate you if you listen to that That was the first one we posted for katanning so hopefully we got some new listeners uh we don't have one new listener because they said we bs too much at the beginning so with that being said, let me get your take on something that happened this weekend. Perfect. I didn't really know how to I didn't really know how I felt about it. You ever you ever have those things where like something happens or something's said or something's going on where you can't tell if you're mad about it or if you're oh yeah, yeah. you're just you're just not really sure. Yeah. So I'm sitting at the bank, which I never go to the bank. Oh, God. Ever. So yeah. I'm at the bank, waiting in, in a chair waiting to talk to somebody uh, about a little bit of business. So wait, wait, waiting to talk to somebody and this dude is waiting in the line for like the tellers. Right. So it was Friday. So it was was a somewhat busy day in there. Um, I I don't know if he just goes there a lot or if he personally knew the lady that was behind the counter that was doing like the drive through lane. Like, you know how they're real, real loud on the headset over there. Oh God. Yeah. So this lady's like, hey, I'm like, I'm out of money. I got to go grab some more money. I'll be right back. Like, that's what she's telling the person. Yeah. In, in the drive through So then she starts walking to get more money. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if she just recognizes this guy or if they know each other. He goes, this is a crowded bank. He goes, guess I'll have to rob you another day because you're out of money. Like, just a terrible joke, but it's like, is that a, like, can you, I mean, that's like joking about like when you're on an airplane, you know what I mean? Like,
0: hope it doesn't like, go down.
1: Right. Or like that, or, you know, like some type of terroristic type. Yeah. Thing. Like, is that, is that an acceptable joke to make in a bank uh, when there's other people in there that don't know you don't know if that's like, oh, that's, that's Bill. Yeah. Classic Bill, you know, like, is that an acceptable joke to make uh, when there's other people around? no in in a bank not like joking about robbing your yeah bank no at a bank. no
0: this isn't the 19 in the yeah the this isn't like the 1950s or 60s where like everybody knows everyone and like the teller's your neighbor and you know the everybody else in there you you go to church with or something like especially now if you're in a city like you're walking into banks you don't know a single person in that bank like to make a joke like that is uh a little, 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 concerning.
1: Yeah, I didn't love it. I, I was, I'd like, I, was, I would feel uh,
0: very uncomfortable the rest of the time being in the bank. I mean, I make. Don't get me wrong, I make some jokes, and
1: you know, sometimes probably a little over the line there. But I mean, I mean, we all do. I don't like know if that's, to be I don't know if that's where we need to be
0: going. To be like that loud and, and out there about it though. Like
1: I should have just tackled him. Be like, no! Should have went full sprint. Everybody, get down! Like, take them out and just be like, dude, you can't joke, you can't joke about that. You,
0: you can't do that, but, man. Like, but I gotta yeah. don't most banks have security people that stand at the doors now? Yeah, but it's usually like a ninety-year-old dude. Like, he, why wasn't the ninety-year-old dude
1: bashing him? With he probably a K? didn't even. He probably couldn't even hear it. He probably didn't even right. hear the joke. He, he doesn't even know what day it is. He's not stopping anybody. Uh, let me get your take on something else too. And this actually came up from a different podcast, not the one that always steals our material. Um, a different one. They had an interesting debate that I want to see where you stand on.
0: Okay. This is going to get terrible.
1: No, this this is, I think this is something that needs to be talked about. I think it's something that as a society, we all have to get on the same page about and understand who's doing this, who's not. So we can kind of see who, who we should avoid in our social circles. So how long does your stay in a hotel have to be for you to put your clothes like in the dressers and in the closet and stuff? How long you got to be staying? Never. That's what I'm saying. I will never, I could be living there for a month and I would, I would, this is the system that I think, I don't know. I think a lot of people agree with this. You just live out of the bag, dirty clothes go on the floor. I mean, that's, that's the that's the approach I've always taken. I've never right. remotely thought about hanging anything up or putting it into the dressers of the hotel room. There's a couple of people on that
0: pod that said at least five days or at least a week for that to happen. No, uh, I still don't it, think I'm doing it. No, it for me, like I would have to be like living somewhere for like six months or more if I'm gonna even remotely start to think about doing that. And, and I in th- in a, in I don't a different even, home or you know. I don't even put my
1: clothes. In a proper spot at my house, most of the time, yeah. I mean, if I got tank tops and stuff, or like I don't have any hangers or a spot for them, I just throw those on the floor of the closet and I just grab them whenever I need them. Yeah, I mean, I no, most people do.
0: Like, <sighs> now I can't.
1: I'm curious to know, and the listeners out there, if there's any left. <laughs> <laughs> we still have it's listener. free we do we, we do i'm just kidding we we see the numbers we're we're, we're all right um want to know give us a call leave us a voicemail how do you feel about hotel room dressers and closets and whatever it might be how long do you have to be staying there before you're doing that are you walking in day one on a weekend stay and just laying all your stuff out in the drawers i mean we need to know so leave a leave a voicemail with your opinion on that you know how long does that stay have to be oh man if there is like i said i don't know that there's any
0: length of stay where i would do that so yeah i don't know that's tough too because i just stayed in a hotel and i go on vacation in like a month hey live out of that bag brother (laughs) that's live out of that bag i had that well for the iron man i had about 17 bags
1: laying all over (laughs) the hotel room Right. Uh, nothing in the drawers, but I had food I had to bring, I had bottles I had to bring, bike equipment, run equipment, swim equipment, Yeah. The bags they gave you, the stuff I bought, like went to Walmart, bought like groceries for like a couple of days, like crazy. Crazy. Yeah, no, so, Nope. Along the same lines of things I don't ever do. When's the last time or ever, I guess ever. Have you ever weighed produce at the store? Uh
0: no. No. I've never- Wait, no, that's <laughs> a lie. That's a lie. Cause I grew up in a small town, so we did have to do it. But that was like what do you 15. mean you had to do it? Like they didn't have like the scales at the registers, like most like you had to print out like a little thing? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. In in the in the small town that I grew up in. Uh, at the little local what about like store. the
1: hanging one where it's like just for your own reference like it's it just has the little spinny thing up top and you just, Oh,
0: i just did that as a kid just to screw around i would I literally never, just grab a I, bunch of produce sit it on it, see how it heavy i can make it and then walk away i've never done that ever it was i long. mean everybody like i guess
1: i don't know like i guess if you were either like really trying to nail the dollar amount or like you need a certain amount for a recipe but then i would think you just buy more and then deal with it you know whatever yeah. whatever the excess
0: i know maybe ah. maybe people are picky about how big the tomatoes are
1: see i feel like it doesn't it's not really a big thing anymore so no, i don't think i saw somebody do it is what brought this up like yeah i was like caught off guard that this guy was like shoveling some
0: oranges like into the hanging
1: thing i was like
0: man yeah, I mean, nowadays that seems weird to do because they have scales that all the registers and things like that, even on the self-checkouts, like you literally just set the thing on the thing, on, on the scanner and then just type in the code and like weighs it for you. Yeah, would you have any idea? Like when you walk, if you just like,
1: like, I don't know, when I get produce, I just like throw a couple peppers in a bag, grab then no, I was like, thought. would you have any idea what type of weight you're working with when you no. had up? like Never. bananas
0: yesterday 39 cents a pound
1: no no I just, clue no clue what i was getting into yeah costly. no i just grab it i
0: just go whatever although i've done that before uh and i've been dramatically caught off guard by how much something actually cost then um i forget what it was it was some weird produce thing that we needed for like a cookout or whatnot and i was tasked to go buy it and it, was, it said something like that It was like buck 19 a pound or something along those lines so i just grab one of the things that's there that's completely intact you know like think of like a, a head of broccoli or whatnot like this thing's is huge you just grab it you're not gonna you know walk away go up and then go to pay for it and then it's like 14 dollars for some oh. reason and you're just like what the f- I it was i'll a- tell you
1: what used to get me on that you ever do one of the like giant eagle has them and stuff salad like bars prepared, or or yeah like the prepared foods bar or whatever yeah 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 Those, yeah, you come to the end and you're like, oof, yeah, I mean, you you get some. I mainly did that when I was in college because I worked at Giant Eagle, so we got like a little discount on like all the prepared food stuff. So, if I had like a long shift, or even sometimes you know, I was heading back to the dorm or whatever, so I might grab, yeah, you know, a thing you you put a little chicken on there, you're 30 bucks, yeah, dude, (laughs) yeah, I've had that happen
0: before. So, those
1: things, uh, those things get a little a yeah. little wild but let's get to it i guess we didn't really get into like anything else with what's new or anything but nobody cares so let's get into it uh today i believe we are going to dive into um a list of popular health and fitness myths oh yeah some that you may believe some you may be familiar with as being myths but we're gonna dive in on some of those kind of give our take on why they might be so so popular why why so many people might believe them and and what the what the real deal is according to us so uh excited about that next week just a little look ahead because we're getting that we're getting out in front on these episodes we're recording them ahead of time so we're trying to uh, at least get caught up being too busy or whatever but next week we're going to get back into a little q a so we're going to open it up members group sessions whatever Katanning, Leechbird, Cheswick. Looking for your questions. You can leave voicemails. You can comment on the post for this week's pod once it goes up. Uh, Whatever. Send us your questions. We're going to do another rapid-fire Q&A. Those episodes usually are a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. It's good to give you guys the info you want, not the info that we want to talk about. So remember to give us questions. But without further ado, let's get into the list, my
0: man. What do you got? All right. Fitness myth number one: You can target your fat burn and fat loss. No, you can't. What was it? That was a <laughs> You you can target your fat loss. Yeah, I mean that's one we've we've
1: obviously talked yeah. about. Uh, a million times. So we, you know, and that's, that's a question we still get all the time because, oh, yeah, hundred percent. you know, for years and years and years, people were doing 10,000 crunches trying to get rid of the old belly. So, I mean, it's definitely something that's been around forever. Uh, it's something people still believe in. It, it's, you know, we still get those questions all the time. You know, we get, if you're, if you're on the video, if you're not, I mean, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but if you're, if you're on the video, we get a lot of, Hey, how do I get rid of this? <laughs> we Love get the little those. bingo, we get the little bingo arms bingo arms, the uh, lunch lady arms. Yeah, a little how do I get rid of this, or you know, we'll get we'll get one of these. How do I hey, how, how do I, I get rid of how, this?
0: Yeah, how do I get how rid of the spare of tire? Those. Um,
1: so yeah, this is, a, this is a very common one. And and as much as it feels like this one has been disproved over and over and over again, it's still questions we get all the time. So just to just to simplify it here exercises, build muscle, build strength, burning body fat generally comes from, you know, obviously doing cardio burns a little bit of calories, but we've talked a million times about how it's going to come back to your nutrition. So in order to lose body fat, you have to be eating properly. You have to be eating in a calorie deficit, like we've talked about to lose fat, but then also your body just loses body fat. All over it kind of has it, a progression for that yeah. so as it pleases yeah so if you're doing you know again you can't burn body fat by doing like crunches or whatever you're going to work the muscle in your in your abs and then if you do lose the body fat they might look better but yeah you can't can't do you know squats to get rid of body fat in your legs you can't do push-ups to get rid of you know, some man boob action, you know, yep. you, 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 can't do it. Uh, you just got to eat healthy. got to be in a calorie deficit for a long period of time to lose fat. You're losing it from everywhere, but you usually notice it places where you have less to begin with. So face, shoulders, arms. arms yeah. All that stuff, especially for women, it's, it's hips and legs and all that is usually last Men, It's usually the old gut. Yep. So you'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of people as they're losing weight from men that get skinny arms, skinny legs, and still got, still got a little gut there. So, Oh yeah. It's just how it is. You got to just continue along, uh, to get further and further into the process. And then those things will kind of start to, to melt away. But I don't know if you have anything else to, to add on
0: that one. Yeah. I mean, it, so the idea that you can target your fat loss is also known as spot reduction. Um, and as we've already, you know, as Ryan said, it doesn't happen. Uh, but the other side to it, you know, that he was kind of alluding to, it was the idea that like, we still want to be, you know, trying to build muscle and so forth. So even though spot reduction isn't a thing, you know, because we can't just choose where we lose fat. The plus side to this is we can choose where we build muscle. So we can spot build, you know, if you, want to improve your chest because of, you know, whatever it may be, man boobs, or just, you know, you gotta, for a dude, you're just one of those super skinny guys with a flat chest, and there's no, you know, definition or size there. Like, if you want to improve on those things, then you just have to build muscle. You know, if you're wanting to do anything along those lines, if you want to lose body fat, and then look good, then you want some muscle underneath of that as well. You know, so lift weights. Yeah. And
1: we've obviously talked about the importance of just building muscle to build <laughs> metab- metabolism. So, you know, if it's like, Oh, okay. The only thing that's going to make me look better because I do have body fat on there is nutrition. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be lifting weights. Cause again, you'll increase your metabolism, make, make the whole game a little bit easier there with losing the fat, but then also you don't want to just lose the fat and look like a pool noodle. You know, you want to have some muscle there once you get the fat off. Um, so yeah, simple enough. Still, still really, really widely believed one, I believe. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of questions that still come in about that. So for sure. What do we got next? No pain,
0: no gain. You wanna kick this off since I
1: gave a monologue on the last one
0: there for a bit? Yeah, I'll dive in. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, I don't even remember now. Um, but I remember I was going in on it. Like there is absolutely no need for you to be debilitatingly sore the next day after a workout. There's no need, you know, to, you, there's no need to even be sore the day after a workout. Like it's not necessary to getting in shape and you know, making progress and, and in getting to our goals and doing what we want to do, uh, that very much is just a myth that's thrown out there. Um, can you do those sort of things? I mean, you can, but you're not really benefiting yourself that much more at all. Like you can be perfectly fine by doing a good, moderate intensity workout, have no soreness whatsoever the next day and move on with life and still achieve your goals and make progress and do what you want than if you were to go 150% and then you are crawling to your car the next day because you can't actually use your legs and walk.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, there's obviously different types of pain. Yeah. Obvious, yeah I would hope it's obvious, at least. It, it should hurt. Like, shouldn't physically be in pain um, while you're doing something. Soreness, like, you know, Tyler said, is something that, that people just get differently. Some people just kind of get more sore from workouts than others. Yeah. Um, different types of exercises tend to cause more soreness than others. Uh, if you're new to working out, you're probably going to be sore. And then, yeah. So, I mean, soreness is kind of part of it, but it's not. Yeah. Every It's not everything. If you, as you get further and further along, it's going to be harder and harder for you to be like really sore from a workout. So if that's what you're chasing and that's what you're gauging a good workout on. Yeah. That's just, that's just a, a bad recipe there. So soreness, not the end, not, not really an indicator of a great workout, but at no. the same time, you know, sometimes when you're doing stuff that's hard, it's going to burn, like your muscles are going to be fatigued or whatever, as you're doing it. And you don't want to also look at it. Like as soon as it starts burning or something, just like, oh, I'm out, you know, like, so there are, there are some times where there's going to be some things like that where you know you're trying to do 10 reps of something and then it's like getting kind of heavy in the last couple reps like it's really starting to burn and you're doing some type of drop set thing so yeah. like it's it's you know you're building up and getting this huge pump and like it's starting to burn and just you know that I guess that could be considered pain it's a sensation so like there's some yeah. stuff like that that's definitely okay that you don't want to be like oh got to avoid that or anything but if your only, you know, indication of a good workout is that you can't move the next day or anything like that that doesn't if anything that just makes your progress probably worse cuz you're not yeah. going to be able to do as well the next workout or the next couple workouts, you're going to have to take 3 days off cuz you can't freaking get to get on the steps on your butt and stuff like that. So, um good good workout is a good workout uh, regardless of you know, it gets overblown, especially now we've talked about social media stuff all the time where it's like, look how hard I'm working, you know, so people do all these like crazy circuits and, you know, 37 sets of 30 exercises for four hours. And it's like, all right, well, yeah, it's just dumb. So yeah, pretty, pretty simple one, but obviously shouldn't hurt. Soreness is like okay. It doesn't matter one way or the other. And then, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't be chasing that soreness every single workout or else it was a, it was a bad workout in your mind. And then, you know, sometimes things burn or you get
0: that pump or whatever. is not a big deal either. So, yeah, there's definitely a fine line there in terms of like the pain side versus like what is appropriate soreness. So like Ryan said, if you if you're looking at things where like working out to the point where the next day you can't move that's probably not where you want to be you know if you're working out and you're feeling sharp pains that's probably not where we want to be no pain no gain no forget that stop like you know if you're having those types of things then obviously stop doing it um you know and and figure out what's going on go see a doctor etc um but the general soreness of like you know you can still move your body you can still go perform you know your daily tasks and and daily chores and things like that at home and you're just like oh that that muscles a little tight you're like that's fine you're good next yep. exercise machines are better than free weights
1: that's yeah Hmm. so i mean you know we talked about i talked about at the beginning that we would maybe get into like why these things are the case um why people believe believe some of these things so you know this one it, it's a, it goes back to some of our previous q and a type ones or, or our previous um just discussions about any topic where it really just depends Depends on your fitness level. Depends on your health. Depends on what type of machines. Depends on, you know, your ability to do proper free weight exercises. You know, like, as long as somebody's healthy and able to, then, like, yeah, free weights are definitely going to be a lot better. Um, Build strength better. Build muscle better. You're going to bulletproof yourself more, like, with all the tendons, ligaments, stabilizers, all that stuff. So, like, free weights allow you to adjust the range of motion to your body, like to your limb length and to your stability and all that, you know, all that stuff. So you can customize the, the range of motion to be what it needs to be for your structure, whereas opposed to a machine, you can't, but you know, there's definitely situations where machines are great. They're useful. They're helpful, but you know, free weights could be, could be not as good as machines if your form's terrible yeah. and you're, unsafe and you're you know gonna hurt yourself you know is like i said as long as somebody can properly execute free weight stuff then yeah it's going to be a lot better than machines for all for all those kind of reasons talked about
0: yeah i think this is one of those ones where like to an extent it is a myth but there's that like the all-loving you know two words of fitness professionals of it depends that has to go into it like Like you were saying, it depends on if the person doing free weight exercises has good form. If they have good form, then you know exercise machines probably aren't better for them. You know, but if you have terrible form, then those exercise machines probably are. You know, so um, definitely kind of one of those big it depends things. But I think one of the big issues with this is that and we see it all the time is that people get into this sense of like, okay, well, my form's terrible with free weights. So circuit machines and exercise machines are the way to go. And that's where I'm at. And that's it, you know, and then there's no sense of like wanting the progression or or anything like that. And I think that's where the struggle then comes into play that people who only do circuit machines are now becoming these like, firm believers that, all right, well, this is better because I, I'm not getting hurt like that dude did the other day when he did squats, you know, and all this kind of stuff like that. So it just doesn't add up in that instance. Like you get those like cult followings to an extent with those certain things. And so you have to be careful when it comes to those types of things. Like machine exercise machines can be beneficial if you've got poor form, but you want to work on that form and get better at it because you are going to get more benefit from the free weights.
1: Yeah. And if people are leaning towards machines to avoid injury, then, you know, a lot of times they're more likely to then get injured in everyday life. Yeah. You know, cause their, their body is used to the machine stabilizing everything for them. And, you know, they don't have to use a lot of those little things uh, that end up, you know, getting hurt when you all of a sudden have to grab something or catch yourself from falling or whatever it might be. So, Um, you know, I think a lot of times people then prefer the machines just because they're easy. Yeah. They're easy to set up. You just sit down, move the pin. You don't have to mess around with weight plates or, you know, dumbbells or anything like that. So I think people tend to gravitate towards that just, just for that purpose, really, they're just easier. It's also easier to do a lot of weight on some of those machines. Like you can, you can load up a chest press machine a lot easier than you can, you know, a dumbbell bench press where you got to, keep the dumbbells from kind of flying all over the place so yeah for sure um yeah free weight's definitely going to be superior as long as you're being smart as long as you're working with somebody on your form make sure you're doing everything properly
0: uh just a whole lot more benefits to it the machines for sure sweating is the sign of a good workout
1: i think we've done it. we've talked about this one yeah we have. i think right we so, uh we
0: did it in uh, overrated underrated
1: Yeah. So there you go. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Go back, check that episode out, but, uh, it is not,
0: it's not the sign of a good workout.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could, at all. you can literally like, you can sweat from like eating (laughs) (laughs) and they're done that. (laughs) Yeah. You you get nice. You, you sit, you sit outside at a nice rib fest in God's country. It's about 90 degrees. You got a nice, (laughs) nice uh, container of barbecue in front of you, you're going to be sweating. Yeah. You're, you know, you're not, you're not burning calories. You're not getting a workout. You're actually consuming a shit ton of calories. So yeah, um, you can sweat doing anything anywhere as long as it's
0: warm enough. So, yeah, I mean, sweating, uh, sweating is your body trying to cool itself down. Like that's it. And there's actually, there are a couple studies out there that, that say that the more in shape you are in the easier it is for you to sweat, your body becomes adapted to being able to cool itself down faster. Uh, so you start sweating sooner and things like that. Um, so like it doesn't mean anything, you know, when it comes to like good workouts versus bad workouts, some of my best workouts have been, you know, not sweating at all. <laughs> like it just, yeah, not- I mean, that's, that's another one too. Like
1: some people are, you know, yeah, does yeah, it's also, people. Yeah, some, a some gen- people genetic thing. People, some people don't. Um yeah, doesn't really matter. I mean, especially if you're you could be doing a really good strength training workout in a nice air conditioned place and not really sweat that much. I mean, yeah. it, it just is what it is. So, yeah, sweat um you know, doesn't doesn't really matter. We I mean, we talked about it. So you got to check out that episode. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um. Let's see. What's our, what's 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 our next one? I want to save that one for last because that's a, that's a juicy one. Um. Ooh. Running on a treadmill is as effective as running outside.
1: I mean, what's, what's effective? You know, like what are we? What you know? I guess it depends what you're saying i mean you can definitely do some things with the treadmill to make it more realistic agreed um you know obviously you're not working as hard because the belt's moving and you're kind of just picking your feet up and setting them back down to i move, think that's where
0: it kind of goes
1: <laughs> as opposed to pushing off you know the, the ground but you know if you, you add some incline to it and you know obviously if you're not holding on or anything like that i mean you can still get better at running and get in better shape on a treadmill as you can outside but Running on treadmill sucks. Like, I mean, if it was, that's part of the, the part of the uh myth. It definitely sucks. But uh yeah, I don't so, know. I, I think either way that one's not that big of a deal as long as you're like yeah, I mean that's what you're training for. this is, for, why yeah, you're this doing is a very
0: course. um very nuanced specific type thing. So the the reason that we got here is um running outside adds element into the, into the mix. So obviously running, you know, if you're running against wind, you're having to produce more force to keep your body moving, you know, in the forward direction, Um, running on different terrain, adds different muscles into the mix, you know, with stability and things along those lines, uh, which obviously makes you have to work harder. Um, so you end up burning a little bit more calories because of it. Uh, and with treadmills, you don't really get too much of either of those things whatsoever. You know, it's like Ryan said, you're just, you on a belt, and you're just kind of lifting your feet up and make sure that you don't go flying backwards.
1: Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're looking at like a muscles used, calories burned, whatever Yeah, it, of thing, it yeah, is it's more of kind of effective, like effective, but yeah, functionality can also be more effective than not beating the shit out of you as much um as as running on like the road and stuff like that. So, it's, yeah just depends why you're doing yeah, it, what you're it, doing it for. If yeah, you're trying to do it to go run a marathon outside on a yeah, road don't. or a trail, then yeah, I mean, treadmill is not going to be as effective at yeah. simulating that and preparing you for that. So
0: nuance based all run in general. Yeah. It's not, it's not a fun time. <laughs> not a good time at all. Uh, crunches are the best movement for your core. You want me or you want to do it? You can go ahead.
1: Yeah. I mean, it. no, <laughs> obviously these are all myths so it's all you know it's a no but um it, there's just not it, it's it's the old classic you know it's, yeah. it's the old classic gray sweatpants gray gray t-shirt in the living room like whatever cranking them out you know it's it's not doesn't really carry over that much to your, to your to your life you know it's if i guess if you're gonna get on stage and be in you know like our boy Ray or whatever, you Yeah. Know, if you want to, you want to get up on stage and flex it, then I mean, I guess they're great, but you know, for a lot of people, it's more important, you know, your cores to stabilize your spine and, you know, you don't live most of your life in flexing in spinal flexion like that, where you're like hump, hunched over forward. So being, uh, I, you know, I think anti-rotational things are, are the best Core exercises, whether that be, you know, even just a simple plank or something, is, is yeah. that where you're trying to hold your core steady while everything else around you is kind of trying to move. That's pretty much what life is. So, um, that's, you know, and, and that much repetitive, you know, again, people can get very efficient at doing crunches and sit ups. So, you, before you know it, you're doing like, you're chasing the burn, you're doing like 500 just to like feel a little bit of a burn or something. So, um, not the most effective, your body gets really good at them easily. And then, you know, that much repetitive spinal flexion is probably not good for anybody. And, you know, you, you, the, the most important aspect of your, of your core, like I said, unless you're going to be single digit body fat looking ripped up is going to be supporting yeah. your spine. And that's really what, you know, plank and anti-rotation kind of movements and things like that really come into play.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the other side that I always kind of see is people tend to hurt themselves a lot when they do crunches. Like they just get tons of back pain, um, tons of hip pain and things like that. And it's cause, I mean, they're just, they're doing crunches wrong and poorly and with poor form. Um, it's, it's not a natural movement for people to understand and do. Um, so you gotta be careful with it for sure. Um, I would definitely agree on the side of the anti-rotation like things like that are much more beneficial. Stabilizing the spine is hundred percent more important. It carries over to everything at that point. Um, you know, as somebody who's had, you know, back injuries and so forth like that anti-rotation did way more for me than anything else that I've done. So, um, yeah, 100%, stuff, just make my back feel like shit, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like I, I would a hundred percent be on, on the side of anti-rotation stuff way before I would even touch, doing crunches and so forth like that again and that goes for most forms of crunches uh i don't really care how you're doing them like on a bosu ball or on a stability ball yeah it's still a crunch to me like <laughs> like it's it's still a crunch i got nothing for you on that one uh i don't need it um let's see lifting weights makes you bulky
1: Class, you up on? Are you up for this one? Or? Yeah, I'll take this one I for sure. I kicked off the crunch.
0: Yeah, uh, it's the same thing as the crunch. No, uh, no, it doesn't. Lifting weights does not make you bulky. Um, contrary to popular belief of seeing all the big bodybuilders and so forth like that, um, one for any of those bodybuilders who are natural people, aka not on you know any form of steroids or um, you know, anything along those lines. It took them years to get to that point, like a lot of years. And it also took them eating an obscenely amount of food that is uncomfortable in the body, you know, for them to do that sort of thing. That's not necessary for, you know, a normal person to, to go through and do. Um, if you're just a general person who is going to start eating healthy and start lifting weights, like you're going to make yourself look better and you're going to make yourself look leaner and more athletic and much healthier, you're not going to get bulky. It's just the end of it. You're just not going to, you're also going to give yourself more, um, you know, definition and shape to the body. And, 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 you know, almost kind of like a sculptor would, if they're going to sculpt, you know, a person or something like that, you know, sculptors would always give, statues and so forth good shape and good you know curvature and good Mm. whatever like that's what you can do with your body through lifting weights like and eating properly but you're never going to get to the point where you're like gonna be obscenely bulky or anything like that unless you choose to try to get yourself to that point like yeah yeah unless
1: you know unless you've never worked out a day in your life or you know unless you're going to be chemically enhanced. You're not, you're not going to put on a ton of muscle now quickly. It's a very slow process. Um, you know, actual size, you know, in terms of getting bulky or getting ripped up again is all nutrition. So, you know, a lot of times like, like, you know, we're talking about a bodybuilder because again, those are the ones that do it the best, right? They're, they're the ones that get the biggest and get the, get the most ripped up. Their lifting, you know, doesn't change it's just their nutrition that changes, you know, if they're trying to get bigger then they eat more than, you know, their, their maintenance level calories, if they're trying to get more ripped up, they eat less than their maintenance level calories other than that, and maybe increase some cardio a little bit, but other than that, the lifting doesn't change. And I think this myth especially came, you know, from women, Yeah, you know, women that back in the day, they told you to just go to curves or just go to jazzercise or whatever, do some, do some fonda, um so whatever was going on back then but you know I think that's where it obviously came from women didn't want to look like a man or whatever it might be be from lifting weights and I think for the most part that's really gone away uh even just from like even from when I first got to college to like at the end the amount of like girls that were lifting weights and not just pounding away on the elliptical for an hour and a half every day really changed so yeah I think that's that's finally going away and you know, hopefully everybody understands. Yeah. That's just the nutrition is going to dictate looking bulky or, you know, if you want to look, just eat like shit and lift a bunch of weight, you'll look all, all bulky you want. So yeah, for sure.
0: Um, all about the nutrition on that one. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I would agree with you. I think it is beginning to change, but also I think it comes with like the different age levels and demographics and so forth like that generations. I think people around, you know, between my age and your age and so forth, it's really hit that that's not a thing and, and you're good to go. Uh, but people who, you know, 35, 40, 45, depending on, you know, what they grew up with, etc., cetera, still kind of fall into that category of, I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to get that. It ain't going to happen. You're good. Uh, all right, let's see. I think this would be a, a good final one to kind of hit in there. Um, Close it down. Working out daily will help you reach your goal faster. Also a no. Yeah, I mean that that's a popular one. Um yeah. you know, this, this is, is uh, this is like the new year the new year's exactly, yeah. So, you know, people and so forth.
1: Yeah, or just anybody that joins the gym really
0: ever or, or
1: gets yeah. gets You know, it's a very motivation driven thing. So a lot of times people will get, get all hopped up that they're going to make this massive change to their life, or they're going to go do something and, you know, they're, they're all gung ho and excited. So they do seven days a week, two hours a day. And like, they're going to lose a hundred pounds in three weeks and whatever it might be. And as we've talked about many, many times on here, you know, it's all about consistency over a long period of time. Uh, And generally when you work out every day, that's very hard to maintain physically You know, you're not always going to be able to just make it there. You're not always going to feel like it. You're going to get sick or you're going to whatever, you know, you're just not going to be able to do that. But then also mentally, a lot of times what happens for people that aren't very consistent at working out that go through these ups and downs of motivation is if they're doing every day and then they have a week where they miss a day or two, it's like end of the world, end of the world. I, if I can't go every day, it's worthless. I'm not going to get results. This is dumb. I'm wasting my time. and then then they go from seven days a week to maybe five for a couple of weeks and then zero gone, zero. Yeah, so we would much rather see somebody do three days a week for fifty two weeks straight than you know seven days a week for for a month. and, and we've done the numbers on some of this. Oh, God, yeah. I mean obviously three workouts a week for an entire year is one hundred and fifty six workouts you know, you come every single day for a month. What's that? 30, 31. Yeah. Depending on the month. So 28, if it's February, there you go. And then, you know, that, so that's obviously 156 workouts over a year spans, obviously going to get you much better results than 30 workouts in a month. So yeah, a very, very common one that people, you know, don't really, it's not so much the physical. I mean, yeah, if you're working out every day, depending on how you're structuring it, you can get some overuse injuries and you can, you know, have, have some physical issues, but a lot of times the issues become more mental, like burning yourself out on it, getting yeah. bored with it. Um, or like I said, as soon as you can't do every single day, just, just like melting
0: down that it's just worth Yeah. It. Yeah. The scheduling side to that mentally, uh, you know, you, you'll get very frustrated with the fact that like, my schedule's changed. I can't do it anymore, and then you get mad at it, and all this other stuff like that. And the other side, dude. I mean, especially for anybody, New Year's people, anybody that just has the motivation, like you have to understand that we our our bodies need the rest. Like most of your progress comes in the rest period of you know this journey. Like working out is stress and trauma to the body. The rest is when you recover from that. So if you want to make progress, you have to recover. That's, I mean, I, I know it seems so simple to us because that's what we do, you know, but we trying to kind of put it out there, like if you have a traumatic experience, most times you, you know, or if you know somebody that hasn't had a traumatic experience, most times you're telling them, Oh, just take it easy to you know, rest up and 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 we'll see you, you know, here in a couple of days or something like that. Yeah, that your body needs that too. Every once in a while, that like, that's, you know, in a much smaller, you know, scaling, like that's what we do to the body. Every time we work out is create trauma and stress on it. And so we then need to rest and recover from it, you know, and that's the, the where we rebuild and, and the muscles grow stronger and they grow a little bit bigger. And then you do it again, and then it just repeats itself. And then the, there's that compounding side to it. And this is why, you know, going back to, the, the whole thing about, you know, lifting weights will make you bulky. It's such a slow process. Like you have to do that over and over and over and over again in order to begin making progress. I think at this point, I mean, for, for, I would say both of us, maybe not right now, because we're, we're both coming off of long stints of endurance stuff, you know, so picking back some strength and muscle now could be quite nice, uh, for the two of us. But I mean, if you're, if you've been working out consistently for years on end and so forth, you'll be lucky if you gain half a pound, maybe a pound of muscle in a year, you know, like it's a very slow process, you know, depending on where you're at in your journey. If you're early in your journey, it might move a little faster, but if you're, if you've been in the game for a while, it's going to go slower. Like it takes a lot of time to make things happen, you know? so. Rest and recovery is, is one of the biggest things. And we've talked about it a handful of times in multiple episodes. So for sure, go back and listen to any of the ones that involve recovery or rest days or active recovery, whatever it is that we name them. Cause I can't remember anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the most important thing to remember is all the progress and all the results happen when you're not at the gym you know, outside of your workout. So that's not really when you're getting it done. It's the sleep, the, the eating, the nutrition, the hydration, the, you know, the recovery, that's when it happens. So, you know, eight, eight time, Mr. Olympia Lee Haney always said, stimulate, not annihilate. So all you're doing with the weights, all you're doing in the gym is trying to stimulate growth. Right. So it's almost like you're it's almost like you're trying to poke holes in it a little bit just to get the muscle ready to absorb uh, and grow and, and kind of rebuild. So get in there, stimulate the muscle a little bit. But, you know, if you, if you annihilate in your workouts, going back to what we said earlier with uh, like soreness and all that stuff, like if you annihilate yourself in a workout, it's just a deeper and deeper hole that you then have to try to dig out of through eating enough food, sleeping enough, drinking yeah. enough water. Like you're just... You're making the actual part of the process where growth and and improvement happens much more difficult um, than it needs to be. So, I mean, I know there's some people just enjoy being in the gym and they like doing these long workouts, but just get in there stimulate a little bit and then go rest recover and and you'll make a lot of progress without having to do as much as, as much as you think. So
0: for sure that touches into kind of some of the stuff we talked about, uh, just the other week too. you know, the idea about trying to build up weak body parts, frequency, moderate intensity allows us to do more in the week and so forth like that. So uh, definitely check that episode out if you have not. What a show.
1: I cannot believe this shit is free.
0: I can't believe that we walk into this most weeks with no clue what the hell we're talking about until about five minutes before we press record.
1: That's the best way, man. That's the best. That's the best way to do it. I told you the other day. I'm doing that other little pod thing I got going on. Anytime corporate person, you know, they they wanted a an idea of what we were talking about. I said, I don't know. I, I don't. You let me know. I I I haven't. I don't know that's just, that's the way to go. So can't believe it's free, but episode 72 in the books, let some people know about the show if they're missing out on some of this gold. So next time somebody tries to, uh, pretend they're an expert and tells you one of these myths, make sure you, make sure you send them to episode 72 to get right. So appreciate you listening. Send us your questions for next week voicemails would be preferred but you know drop a comment or whatever let us know what you want us to talk about next week uh and we'll see you then see ya